Watch Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas rolling through a Thursday. Now joined by Baylor men's tennis coach Michael Woodson. And uh, Michael, always great to, to have you on. And uh, as you guys get ready to get this uh, on with William and Mary uh, tomorrow and then UVA on uh, Sunday, I mean, Michael, there are easier ways. I know you all have already had that other match for the spring and um, and did very nicely, I might add, uh, at hosting those groups. Incar- Incarnate Word was one of them. Uh, but my goodness, I mean, to tee it up with – Number one, Virginia, uh, <laughs> you you kind of like to – I mean, you're going to test your team immediately, huh? Hey, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, you know, these the guys come to Baylor uh, to play the best. And, uh, you know, so f- for us to, to have these opportunities to test them against the best in the country, the defending national champions um, at their home courts, um, you know, early on, I, I think is exactly what we need. Um, you know, to, to really see where we're at right away. And, uh, you know, but we have a lot of work to be done tomorrow morning. We're certainly not looking past William and Mary. They're a very well-coached team, and uh, they have a – they're very tough at home. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that test as well, which is, which is why we're here. All right, what do we think, uh, like, the fans-wise for something like this, to see two elite programs, Baylor, Virginia? Obviously, I'm not going to look past William and Mary either. But uh, what, what do we – it sounds like I am, doesn't it? Um, what do we? What do we? Th- what are the fans like for Virginia? I know you got some uh, rabid fans at Baylor, and even I, I saw some of your young guys kind of loving the fact, uh, you know, kind of talking about the crowd. It seemed to make an impact. What kind of environment do you think this will be? Uh, it should be a great environment. You know, they always draw very well because they've had, you know, they have such a long history of great success, um, and and they're one of the favorites, uh, you know, to win it all again this year and. And so, I mean, there's a lot of excitement and buzz around that program. Uh, and this is their first big match, um, you know, so to, to have this opportunity to host us, um, one of the ITA matches of the week, uh, I think for both of us, there's a lot of anticipation to just see where our, where our teams are at. Uh, so I, I think it's, it should be a great crowd on a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, I, you know, I hope the environment is, is tough. You know, that's what we need. All right. Did you stay up and watch um... – Jensen Brooksby last night, the uh, the the former Baylor Bear. I mean, this is always fun when he he, and he did really well in the U.S. Open, as you recall. And we talked about it then. But boy, to me, uh, that was his best moment so far as a pro to take down the number two seed in the Australian Open in Casper Ruud. How excited were you about that? Just really, really happy for him and and all the hard work that he's put in. Um, this was it was all on full display. You know, we all knew, uh, we've all seen Jensen handle big moments very well, uh, but for him to topple a, a top five player in a Grand Slam, one of the favorites to win that tournament uh, in that moment, and and to have his first top five uh, win uh, is just incredible. And and knowing him as well as I do, and the, some of the conversations we've had, he didn't have the best end. Uh, of the season last year um, and some of those struggles, you know, he's really gone hard to, to work on some of the things specifically on the tennis court, but really working a ton on his fitness. Um, and I think that that showed in a big way last night. I think a lot of people counted him out at the end of the third set and uh, he did a phenomenal job to, to really regain momentum and, and finish it off in the fourth. It was what a performance. 
Now, has he always been kind of funny? I mean, in that expressive? <laughs> like, I, I don't remember in the U.S. Open. I'm sure he has, you know, that's part of his game. But, man, that was – and I think I was watching the ESPN Plus broadcast, and I think one of those announcers, who you know, by the way, uh, said that he was being cheeky. They, it sounds like a very <laughs> British term. <laughs> but he's, um, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's very, very competitive. Uh, and so he, he gets so locked in and engaged in the competition. And this is how he was at Baylor. I mean, it didn't matter if we were playing cards or pool or tennis. He, he, was, he just had to win. Um, if you ever watch him play ping pong, you'll, you'll know. Uh, that what he's doing out there and how he's acting, that's how he is in every sport, no matter what's on the line. And I think it's really cool <laughs> to see him have those expressions in such a big moment because I see it and things that, I mean, you, everybody would say don't matter. Uh, you know, little little fun games to pass the time. Uh, he's that competitive, and, and it really does come out on the court. And I thought that that 5-4 game where he did actually get broken, where he had those match points, just he, he, he just shows you what's on his mind, how he's feeling, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And I think it allows the fan to really connect with him and understand what, what these incredible athletes are going through in pressure situations. Yeah, it, it, Michael Woodson, Baylor men's uh, tennis coach, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. I think he was basically crying out between uh, sets, how, how, how. And, and, and meanwhile, Rude goes off for like a, uh, you know, a set, a, 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 you know, an outfit change. He has a complete, and I thought that was an interesting talking point for everybody. It was like, here's all this momentum. He's trying to break back in this thing. He avoids getting beaten in three sets, straight sets, and he just – disappears for a good while and and I, I, I like 14 minutes later he re-emerges in some ways that may have given Brooksby a chance to clear his mind a little bit and even from a conditioning standpoint although he's very young and obviously he's in great condition but it seemed like maybe that was I think it ended up maybe working to Jensen Brooksby's advantage I'd, I'd have to agree, agree with you. It was a very strange move uh, competitively from Casper because he looked very good physically. You know, there was there, there was the physical piece that Jensen was going through, but also just the mental letdown of having blown three match points on your own serve, um, you know, and, and not closing it out and then having to come back. I think Casper maybe misinterpreted what Jensen was going through um, physically. Uh, knowing him as well as I do, that I mean – those were those were nerves, um, certainly very physical points. But Jensen's used to playing that type of uh, physical tennis, point after point after point. But what he was, you know, him going down on one knee, him struggling to catch his breath in those moments was a. I mean, yes, physical, but a lot of that was just the 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 anxiety of trying to close out a match against the you know your your biggest one of your whole career, and I think it allowed him to to reset, and uh, it really showed at the start of the fourth set. Um, it was a surprising decision. Yeah, what do your guys do on uh, when they win those net points? I found that interesting too because he won he won one. He didn't exactly do the sign for you know, the apology that you often see with pro tennis players. Is that in, – in, in, what do you teach? Is that – are you obligated? I mean, even for amateurs, uh, and I love playing, but, you know, I kind of try to emulate what I've seen on TV, which is just kind of put your hands up and, you know, I don't say a huge apology, but kind of like, hey, sorry. What, what is the what, – what, what, what do you think is supposed to happen there? 
it's a gentleman's sport, you know, and, and I think uh-huh. more, I think it, more and more it's, it's a really physical, competitive, emotional battle. And so, you know, I, I think it's less and less um, guys put their hands up because it doesn't always feel very genuine. You know, are you really sorry <laughs> that the ball hit the net and dropped over for you to win the point? Um, but, but our guys all put their hands up, one or two hands, you know, put their racket up, sorry, you know, but sorry, not sorry, really. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I kind of appreciate just, you know, as long as you're not cheering in their face or anything like that, I mean, it, it is a funny thing that we do in tennis, um, you know, where it's just kind of uh, an unwritten rule that you're supposed to apologize when something like that happens. How cool was it to see one of these announcers as the, the father of one of your players? Luke is one of your uh, freshman uh, South African player i mean that is a uh that, and that was so cool last night he gave the bears a shout out uh robbie did a former player himself yes. and uh and you know said you know and then he kind of sheepishly said i have a i have a son on the team they started saying is he is he have your winning spirit or is he as nice as you or something like that and he said he he kind of said well i hope so i mean i think so or something but that's got to be kind of neat to watch some of these pro tournaments and hear one of your players dads on there it's it's really cool and i had an opportunity to talk to to robbie before the match and um, you know, and, and, uh, so I knew he was going to be calling it. I think it's really cool, uh, to have Luke here. I mean, he's such a wonderful young man with a very, very bright future on and off the court. Um, so just to have the opportunity to work with Robbie's son is, is a real treat. Uh, but to see him, uh, you know, be, who is, I mean, he's widely regarded as one of the best, uh, announcers in the game. Um, he's all over Breakpoint. If you've watched that Netflix series, yeah, they use his voice over all the time because he's so good. Um, to hear him uh, talking about Baylor and about Jensen and his own son and, and just how proud he is, I think is really cool. And I, I hope we can continue to make him proud of, of what we're doing here. All right. So are you liking that Netflix? Because I watched the Formula One and then I've had a couple of buddies tell me, man, this is really good. You got to check out the the tennis part of this. It's the same group who did the Formula One, which I'm not even a racing guy. And they did an incredible job with it. And I did enjoy watching that. What's the tennis been like? And is Nick, you know, I think it's probably pretty smart to do your first episode episode on Kyrgios, right? It was really, uh, yeah, a, a great choice. I think, you know, I've watched it, uh, what's out so far. I think they, I, I, like you, I wasn't an F1 person. We have, you know, a couple of my staff members are huge F1 fans and players uh, on the team. And, and to wa- watching that got me into the sport. And I think it's really taken F1 to another level, especially in the United States. And I, I think that this is exactly what tennis needs. And I, I believe that it's it's made in a way that it really appeals to and uh, is sympathetic to the person watching it that doesn't know tennis. It explains the rules. It explains how the tour works. I think it does a fantastic job. It's really well made. And I'm excited because I think tennis needs this. There's, there are so many incredible personalities, and it really is so hard out there um, that you know, this will give another level of appreciation to just the common sports fan. Um, and I hope it can do what, uh, you know, what Netflix has done for F1 with Drive to Survive. All right, tell me about some of these freshmen that made their debuts uh, recently. Justin Braverman, uh, Somber with a Z uh, at the front of his name, uh, Velez, and, and then Luke, who we're just talking about. 
um, you know, it's always interesting to start working in some young players into the lineup. Um, do you, and I know it's early, but does it feel pretty, uh, uh, has it been pretty seamless? What, what's that been like? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, we have four freshmen, two, two of which are not eligible yet, and we have three sophomores. So out of the 11 guys on the team, we have seven underclassmen, uh, wow. which has been a, a lot of fun. Uh, it, it just feels like a, a different group. Um, you know, we have some old guys that have a ton of experience that have been fantastic leaders, um, but it, it really does feel like a, a page has been turned over. And, and I have to say, I mean, this group, is they just like being around each other so much that it makes everything that we're doing, even if we're delayed at an airport waiting for a flight, it makes it fun um, and, and practice in the matches. And, and it really came out in the matches how much these guys enjoy each other. Uh, and I thought they exceeded my expectations for the, for the first matches. Um, you know, Jambor uh, from Hungary is, uh, is really coming into his own. Um, I think that, you know, expectations are high from him for him. And uh, we're starting to really see that. I think Justin missed a lot of last year with an injury. And so he's come a, a long, long ways. Luke just got here. Um, didn't Wasn't here in the fall. Um, but is here now and, and is doing a great job. And then seeing guys like Ethan Musa and Marko Miladinovic uh, really uh, taking, I would say, three or four steps to, to the elite level where they, you know, they, they can easily play in the lineup on a national championship team. I, I love seeing that. It's very rewarding as a coach to, to watch their excitement and, and success out there. So I, I hope they can continue building on it because their excitement to play with each other for Baylor is special. All right, I'll be working with my pronunciation guide as these guys get on into the program, Michael, and make sure Jean, Jean Boer, I like that, and uh, that's he's going to be around for a good while is the is the hope. The um, uh, What about your doubles? I mean, one of the, the rankings, uh, I was reading something where Finn Bass and, and Juan Pablo uh, ranked at number three in the double rankings released uh, uh, at the end of the fall season. I mean, is that... Uh, it have, I guess they've continued to work together. What What is sort of making them and what's made them so successful as a team? Yeah, we, you know, we going into last summer with Sven and Matias graduating, we knew that we were going to have to shake up the doubles a little bit. Um, and we mm-hmm. had this idea that we thought that they would complement each other well, uh, personality-wise, and we were hoping uh, game style-wise because we needed to move Finn from the deuce side to the ad side if we were going to do it and, and they've clicked faster than, than we were really expecting. Um, Finn just has so much uh, skill in doubles and uh, covers the court so well and, and won't be serve in return just at such an elite level that they really just had a ton of success. They did well in all three tournaments that they played together and they made the semifinals of nationals in the fall. So I think their ranking is well-deserved. Um, and, you know, we, we played them once together on Sunday and they did very well. So, uh, you know, it looks like the chemistry is still there and, and certainly continuing to build. And we're, we're starting to figure out what we want to do in doubles. We've, we've got a lot of skilled players. Um, it's just finding the right matchups and, and seeing the guys gel together and get comfortable with each other. All right. Well, this is going to be fun, uh, especially Friday and Sunday. Uh, you can mo- We can monitor some of this, and I think we'll have some court views. Um, uh, but it's going to be kind of neat to, to keep up with that. And I'm sure your folks and Colin and everybody will be all over social media. I, I like kind of keeping up with it that way and finding out how things are going. What about the uh, Andy Murray, by the way, uh, in more Australian Open? I mean, that to me, you know, I, I, I'm like, wait, what day is it there? It, it was like four. That thing finished at 4.05 a.m. on 
I think Friday morning in Australia. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to get it right in my mind, but what an amazing I you know, I kept thinking, well, you know, the Kofi or Kofi Nottis, the the guy he's play, well and that's the guy, isn't it, that's uh, been with Curios playing doubles, yeah. the the young Australian. And that, he was so good and so dominant, but Murray I mean, at times he looked like he could was barely even able to trudge around, and yet he would get to everything. Um, that to me, that's got to go down as one of Andy Murray's in what has been a championship career, one of his greatest matches ever. To to just come back from what he did against uh, Berrettini, you know, in four hours and forty minutes, I, I thought that was an incredible display. Uh, to win 7-6 in the fifth, I, I thought there's no way he's going to be able to play at a very high level with everything that he's been through. Um, and then to, to fight back from 5-2 down in the third, uh, and, I mean, five hours and 45 minutes, the longest match he's ever played in his career, with, coming off of a four-hour and 40-minute match, and to win that, I mean, yeah, there's, there's really no words. I mean, it is an incredible display at 4 a.m., to, to keep your focus that long, to keep your body just going. I mean, the, the mental performance there is one we will certainly use uh, with our players as, as a great teachable moment. Yeah, and, and have them do interviews right after playing for five hours and 45 minutes with <laughs> with with somebody kind of trying to be funny. I mean, I, I thought he was hilarious. Like even some of the – there was a, the, the – I don't know if you heard the post, uh, you know, interview. The guy asked kind of a weird question, and, you know, he had a funny answer about his, his wife. So uh, I, I just – you know, I, you feel for these people. I, I mean, I was really happy and rooting for Murray. But, uh, you know, like Kokonakis – you're just like, okay, how many more opportunities will he have when Nadal and Kyrgios and, like, several of these other places, you know, Casper's already been knocked out. How many chances do you have in this kind of draw where he's good enough that he could have maybe gone all the way? And uh, and, and he had so many chances, and, and he fought back. I mean, it's not like he, he choked. I mean, he was valiant in his effort. But what Murray did, and I, and I love the expression afterwards. Isn't that funny? Because he... I've always kind of thought of him as being Scottish, Britain, maybe, you know, pretty composed uh, to a certain extent. But I was reminded watching him, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with Jensen, how expressive he can be. And after all that, he just went back on the court after winning and just let out several screams. You know, and I just thought, that's good. You know, that's, that's just kind of cool to, to see that release. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, he and he deserves it after something like that. I mean, that's that's the moment that you really play for. And to kind of let it all out there, um, you know, was really, really special. So, you know, I think that's what we all dream of an opportunity. But then, you know, to have somebody like Kokonakis to go down and defeat is, is just hard to, to watch as well. Because, you know, like you said, what an opportunity that was uh, to let it slip for your from your from your grasp is is really difficult to do i mean he, that one is he's going to lose sleep for a while over something like that um and so uh, it's really hard i mean really really yep. tough to deal with yeah i think they said 11 times he's now done that overcome two set deficits which just seems insane but it just speaks to his mental focus and, and how much of a warrior he is in his heart all right michael uh always love visiting with you not only about uh pro tennis but love love talking to you about your team and can't wait to see you this weekend and no matter what the outcome it's going to be a great experience and uh, you guys will, will, will build on it appreciate you taking the time
Of course. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Michael Woodson, the uh, well, one of the best coaches in all of college tennis and uh, took over under interesting circumstances as the uh, interim coach and did so well. He became the full-time coach and uh, just a uh, just a really good guy and a fun guy to talk because he's so passionate about tennis. And if you have